Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Our heart is to help men not just know the Word of God, but to be able to put it into practice so that they can stand firm when storms come their way. Over the next few episodes, we're going to be diving into how we as men can learn to lead our families spiritually by restoring family worship. When I talk to a lot of men uh, within coaching sessions and really just one-on-one, one of the things I hear often is that their wives have a desire for them to lead spiritually, but they just don't seem to know where to start. They don't, they don't feel like they're able to do it and, and really follow through. Even though many of them know that we have this command as the head of our homes to lead spiritually, we often feel like we don't know what we're doing. And unfortunately for a lot of men, uh, we're not being equipped in our churches to lead spiritually in our homes. And I get it. I, I get this frustration that men have desiring to lead spiritually, but not knowing what to do. Uh, my wife and I have, have gone back and forth in this over, over our relationship as well. And, and a few years ago, you know, she was really pressing me uh, and, and really pushing me in this direction. And yet I, I kind of felt inadequate and unable to, to fulfill uh, or really put into words or into actions the things that she was saying that she needed from me. So she challenged me. She kept challenging me. And she came across this really amazing sermon uh, by a pastor and a teacher, a theologian named Joel Beakey. Uh, and, and it's called Restoring the Family Altar. And it's this amazing sermon on the importance of family worship and the impact it had on his life as well as the life of his children. Uh, and after listening to this sermon a couple times, uh, I, was, I was really shaken and I was really moved. And I realized I needed something more than just a devotion time with my kids when we got around to it, but I needed to lead my family daily into the presence of God and make it the most important thing that we do. My life wasn't bad. I mean, we were going to church, we were doing devotions, we were living our lives to the best that we knew to at that time. But after listening to this sermon, I realized God was really actually calling me to something more. And more specifically, as we began to do this and implement family worship into our home, I realized that this is something that was not just for me, but it's really something that all men need, need to do and really grab the mantle of that spiritual leadership in their homes and take their family into the presence of the Lord daily. So over the next few episodes, we're going to be exploring what this looks like. Today, we're going to be talking about what family worship is and the theological foundations for family worship. Then we're going to look at what our duty is as spiritual leaders and, and how, how does it really look and how do we carry that out. And finally, we're going to get real practical and, and talk about how do we implement family worship. Family worship is not a new idea. It's actually something that was very common in the church uh, for quite a long time. Uh, it was something that was required of membership. If you wanted to be a member in the church, you as a father had to be doing daily family worship in your homes and the pastors and the elders would come. And if you weren't doing it, you would actually receive church discipline for abdicating this part of your role in the life of your family and in the life of the church. Uh, it's something that was taken very seriously. And it really wasn't until like the last 100, 150 years that we stopped doing this. We stopped requiring this and we stopped really helping men do this in their homes. Um, but it's really important. It's extremely important. And there's this great quote uh, from John Alexander, who was from the 1800s, and he has a book called Thoughts on Family Worship. And he said, where the head of the family is one who grows in grace and Christian knowledge, he will 
by his very presence, lift up the hearts of his household. So when the father, when the father is the one who's growing in knowledge and in grace, the presence of a father in that household really lifts everybody up. There's this amazing thing that God does. He's a very, very gracious and covenantal God. And, and when the men lead the way that they've been called to lead, it has an impact on his entire household. Unfortunately, um, Christianity has been changing quite rapidly in our country. Uh, we've seen a pretty significant drop in those who call themselves practicing Christians uh, from 45% in 2000 to about 25% in 2020. Uh, we also have people that say, oh, I'm a non-practicing Christian, which to me is a contradiction, uh, has risen from 35 to 43%. We've got a lot of people that claim to be Christians yet have no longer engaged with the faith. They're no longer pursuing after the heart of God. And I think a lot of the reasons that we're in this place is, is because we've lost the ability to lead. Men have abdicated that role of leading in their homes. It's not the church's responsibility to lead our families. It's our responsibility to lead our families. And we need to equip ourselves. If the church isn't able to do it right now, we as men need to equip ourselves because we are the ones who are going to be held accountable. We can't stand before the throne of God and say, well, the church never told me because God clearly tells us what we are supposed to do in his word. Family worship is essential. James Alexander again says, establish the worship of God in any household and you erect around it a new barrier against the corruption of the world, the flesh and the devil. We live in a time where uh, the world is actively attacking the church. And by worshiping the Lord and, and making our home a place of worship, we begin to build a barrier around the corruption of the world. We're teaching and training up our children in the way of God. We're pouring into our marriage with the word of God. It combats our flesh when we're in the word of God and the enemy has nothing to do against, against the word of God. He fails every time against the word of God. So when we begin to establish family worship, we actually are building spiritual uh, protections and barriers around our home because we are living in a world that is God-focused and God-centered instead of us-focused. So what is family worship? Simply put, it's a time that is dedicated for the reading of scripture, biblical instruction, prayer, and singing within the Christian home, and it is led by the Father. That's the role of the father to be uh, the priest in the home. We've talked in other episodes that men have a number of roles. You know, we're prophets, priests, and kings. And under that kingship role, we're called to provide and protect. And by engaging in family worship, we're actually doing all of these roles. We're representing God before our family. We're going to God on behalf of our family. And we're protecting our family against the work of the enemy and we're providing for our family's spiritual needs. So this is an extremely important role as a father. It's our most important role uh, as the head of a household to lead spiritually in this way. And it's something that we have to take very seriously because the Bible takes it very seriously. Joel Beakey, uh, as he writes about family worship, talks about the importance of it in this way. He says, as goes the home, so goes the church, so goes the nation. Family worship is a most decisive factor in how the family goes. Is your family chaotic? Are you experiencing stress? Do you not feel like you're growing together as a family? Family worship is a way to draw you together in the presence of God. It's not a magical fix, but it centers our families around our King and our Lord. 
in our worship to him. And it has a massive impact in our home. And when it changes our home, it changes our church. When it changes our church, it changes our communities. Because people see families hungry for the word of God, hungry for the presence of God. And that is that is something that draws people in because they see something different. In a world of chaos, they see something different. So what are some of the theological foundations for family worship? Where do we see this in scripture? Well, if we look back in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Moses, through the word of God, is is telling the Israelite people the importance of knowing the word of God. He's commanding the fathers to take the word of God and let it be on their heart, to be part of the core of who they are. That it's not just something that they know is in a book somewhere, but it's, it's who they are to embody it. And then to take that word and to teach it diligently to their children. At every chance they get that they spend time with their children teaching them the word of God because the word of God is what gives life. The word of God is what will literally change their lives and shape them and mold them into who God has created them to be. He takes it very serious and he commands. It's, it's not something that's just like, hey, if you have time, it's like, no, this should be the most important thing you do as a father is to diligently teach them the word of God. Ephesians 6.4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. As a father, our, our job isn't to provoke our children to anger, but to bring them up in God's discipline and instruction, to teach them the word of God, to teach them what it means to live the Christian life, to walk as a Christian, to worship the Lord. We need to walk with our children through these things. That's one of our main roles as a father. And in Acts 2, 38 through 39, it says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. This is talking about the covenantal blessing of, of the gospel. It doesn't mean that if we're saved, our children will be saved. But what it means that when the gospel shapes and transforms your life, that we take that promise and we share that with our children. We walk through the gospel daily with our children and continue to point them to Christ. There's this amazing covenantal promise with God. The promise is for you and for your children, specifically. So fathers, we have to take the gospel to our children. We need to teach the gospel to our children. And the only way we can do that is if we make time for that daily. It shouldn't be something we do once a week. Christian life is, is not something we add on to the life we already have. Christian is who we are. It's supposed to embody everything in us. And every day, we should be setting aside time to share the gospel with our wives, with our children. If you don't have kids or your kids are out of the home, then you do it with your wives. If you're living by yourself, then you preach to yourself and you do family worship daily where you come before the throne of God. This is a mandate. This is a commandment from scripture. And it's something that men cannot take lightly because it's, it's one of the most important things 
that we do. So today we talked about the theological foundations of, of family worship and the importance of it and the commandment that God has given us as men. And over the next few weeks, we'll look into our duties as spiritual leaders and how we can do this practically. But this week, I want you just to think about the idea of family worship. I want you to think about a time in your life where you've led your family well spiritually. What were the things that you did? Whose needs were you focused on? How, how was this impacting the relationship as a whole? And then I want you to take some time and think maybe where you, you didn't lead so well spiritually. And what steps did you take then? And whose needs were you focused on? And how was the relationship impacted? And I want you to meditate a little bit on those verses that we talked about. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Ephesians 6, 4. And Acts 2, 38 through 39. What do these verses say to you as a man and the role that God's given you? And what are the things that you need to start praying into and taking action on to lead better spiritually in your homes? One of the best ways to implement family worship and spiritual development in your home is to have a coach, a mentor in your corner, someone who's going to have the hard conversations with you and push you to do the things that you need to do. I have coaches myself because I know my limitations, I know my faults, and I know the areas of my life I need help in, and I need men in my life that are gonna call me out. If you need that too, and you're interested in getting deeper uh, with your own spiritual development so that you can then go back and pour into your families, sign up for a free discovery session. I'd love to get to meet with you and talk a little bit about you and your life and what the Lord is doing there. Uh, to do this, you can sign up today at reformedandredeemed.org.